Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at the Diddy NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and anytime I do a sobering normal intro, uh, I think of the ones that I used to do when I was cutting up the celebrity episodes, Pete, and I used to just holler and shout like an American disc jockey, but Petey Pete at IT Hedgehog is here at me. Pete, what's going on buddy? I'm 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 very good, Steve. And you know, don't let me stop you from screaming and shouting. Carry on. <laughs> I still want to do say something really inappropriate off the top. Hey, <laughs> folks, what's going on? What about those Irish, huh? Um, yeah. What have you been doing? Come on, give us a give us a quarantine update. So we had the draft podcasts. Uh, you had a bit of a hiatus because I think you didn't sleep for approximately sixty days in a row uh, with doing <laughs> it, that prep. It felt like that, but you know what? I've missed you so much, Steve, that it, it feels like so long since. We've been on a podcast together. This must be the 2021 NFL Draft Edition. Oh, God, don't get me started on the 2021. <laughs> Someone sent me that already. Like, oh, Stephen, I love the old mock draft. Here's a 2021 too early mock draft. Do you know what? Every mock draft is a too early mock draft. Do the mock draft after they've done the actual draft and just print out what actually happened. Um, so, yeah. And in fact, the 10 minute, I'm going to say it on the podcast so it has to come true, but the 10 minute Tuesday is going to be about mock drafts. Um, but anyway, Pete, come on, give us an update. Quarantine. What are your quarantine Olympics? What's your uh, food of choice? What's your activity of choice? Um, are you in an optimistic mood, a pessimistic mood about the quarantine? Fill us in. I'm probably slightly more optimistic than I was this time last week. Okay. Um, but um, Why is that, I Pete? Think, well, I, I, I guess we've seen, seen some kind of stabilisation of, of some of the key numbers and, and what have you. And, and I... I I'm still very concerned, though. So, so it's kind of my personality to be more pessimistic than optimistic. So, so I'm still very concerned about any easing of the of the lockdown right now. Mm. Um, ha- having said that, I don't think my my stomach can handle too much more of a of a lockdown. I'm I'm rapidly approaching moving from playing tight end, I think, to offensive tackles. It's, um... <laughs> you haven't got a tight end anymore, Pete. It's becoming a loose, flabby end. Um, oh. Yeah, that's what happens. That's happening to everybody. Else. It's going to happen to me as well, to the point where, and I never understood the whole dessert after dinner thing, right? I, I enjoyed it, but it wouldn't be, you know, some people said, I have to have my sweet, you know, and I'd be going, yeah, well, you know, I can take it or leave it. But now I'm craving, you know, seven bags of Maltesers after dinner. Yep. And it's bad. I almost eat dinner to get to the Maltesers. <laughs> it's all a... Uh, it's a yeah. And I don't know if you find like I do, just the more you eat, the more you want to eat. Yeah, it's because, yeah we're all going to become Jabba the Hutt. I think it's a... <laughs> and fair play to anybody out there who's doing this whole fit fam thing, you know, who's showing these like Instagram videos of going for a jog. I love that thing of like... They increased the restrictions here in Ireland from two kilometers from your house to five. And people are like, oh, yeah, I can do my 5Ks again. I'm like, says who? Says who? Like, I mean, there was the two kilometers and I couldn't even get out and do that. But anyway, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about doing that for charity, you know, doing the, the 5K runs and stuff, which I might still do, I guess. Um, but this quarantine thing's giving us a kick in the arse. And speaking of kicking in the arse, um, the schedule has been kicked out. It's nothing to do with arse, right? But the kick in the arse is the whole annual trip. And let me mention it off the... T- but it's um in this one um i don't know why i love saying that so much i've, I've probably said top of the dome more than any phrase i've said in the podcast but anyway um so the annual trip it's a weird one right so the schedule is out uh the 13th of september is 
I'm, and I'm doing this in air quotes, the beginning of the season. And I've seen some guy already booking for Minnesota, right? Now, what are we doing about the annual trip? I could say we're still doing it and then people go, it's irresponsible um, and it's not going to happen. And that's probably true. Me, um, as a dad and the family around like everybody else, I don't feel comfortable going over personally, right? But what we have to do is, is we have to kind of plan as if stuff is still going to go ahead. So saying that, what we're trying to do is with Touchdown Trips, which is Ben at Touchdown Trips, is that we're going to put in kind of a placeholder for a game for the annual trip. Maybe something gets back to some form of normalcy. Maybe governments say, you know, we put our hands up to something we can do at this point. Everyone has to kind of get it. Maybe that's the case. Maybe everything goes back into lockdown again because we have a resurge. I don't know. I Do I feel comfortable about, you know, sitting on a plane and going over? Not at all in my life. Um, but we don't know how things are going to sort of pan out or whatever. So we're going to plan in the event that it is going ahead. But the rumor that we hear um, on the street, uh, not from any official source, is that the season could end up being pushed anyway. So the start of the season is not going to go ahead in September. It's going to push to October. And in that case, we're going to aim for the trip to be naturally later in the year. It's going to be basically a placeholder to say it could be, let's say, the Chicago Bears in November, but that could end up getting pushed to December. And then in its place, we go to that game instead. I don't know. But the trip is going to be fully refundable and the deposit has gone down to 100 quid instead of the usual 250 and above. Um, so if you are interested, it's sort of because let's be frank, some people don't care about it. Um, you know, the whole thing, the arrangements and all that, they're they're happy enough if they feel young and fit that they want to take the risk, that's fine. Whereas other people, um, you know, sort of freaked out about it and don't want to go. That's grand. But you can still contact Ben at Touchdown Trips, put down your deposit. When we have everything kind of, and I say this in air quotes again, nailed down, uh, well, then we'll put it out there and tell you which game we've sort of preliminary decided and how that might pan out. But it's all in flux um, at the minute. But Pete, um, enough of that crack um, onto the schedule not your typical the schedule's been released it's all smiley faces and happy days a uh, bit of a weird air about it really am i right saying yeah it's a little bit surreal isn't it because as you've just described i mean it seems unlikely that the you know packers opening game against the vikings on the 13th of september will go ahead as per normal in inverted commas so so even if it does go ahead on that date, you know, it, it would feel like right now that 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 there's going to be either either no fans allowed in the stadium or you know a fan Ten every fans. fifth seat <laughs> or something or so you know uh, yeah. it, it it just yeah and, and maybe we'll sit here a couple of months from now and things look a lot brighter. Let's hope let's let's hope they do. But it but right now it just doesn't seem. Uh, you know, like it's going to be a, a normal start to the season. And uh, and just to touch on, you know, trips from here to the States, you know, even if the NFL starts on time, you know, there's no way of knowing that the air travel back into the United States from the majority of countries, which it's, you know, not allowed right now, you know, whether that will even be back on. So it's lots of ifs, what's and maybes, which makes the whole, as you said, the whole um, schedule release a, a little bit odd. And where's your head at, Pete? So say it doesn't go ahead as normal, right? In the sense that they don't let any fans in. Yeah. Um. Again, they could do something creative, like you said. They could. They could let. You know. They could f- 
you know quarter fill the stadium and get some revenue right because let's face it most of the revenue comes from tortillas and nachos um so and that weird slurpy squidgy cheese uh, if they don't do that and they just have crowd noise pumped in or they do something like you know they have everybody at home and people shout into their phones to create the noise i don't know what they'll do right i should copyright that idea i've just come up with it right now um how would you feel about the season going ahead but no audience or fans and just playing the games as they are I mean, I have to, I have to, right now, I feel like I wouldn't want that to happen. Mm. Um, however, I may get to August and think, actually, you know what, I'd rather have some football, even without fans and, and whatever else, than no football. Yeah. But, but right, but right now, it just feels like, nah, I, I, it would be so kind of alien to me. Um, yeah you see i'm okay with it i think i when right. i'm looking at it now i'm like do you know what let's crack on because as exactly like you say and especially with us because we do you know content all year round so you know the podcast has been going my five years and so when it gets to the off season and you're like you know I, I want some games to analyze and talk about and you know to get everybody's feedback on and what they thought and how the because there's especially with this team i guess right because we're going from the matla floor because this is one of the quotes that i saw online and it's so true is that the packers could have and probably will have a worse record this season not being pessimistic they could have a better one or whatever right but they could have a worse one because and we'll talk about the kind of schedule and how it falls um, and also the teams that we face and there's another funny thing about that and um, but you know with the matla floor thing you think he'd settle down into his system so will the players at the end of the second year and they do better but we could have a worse record um, but be a better team and that's yep. what's really weird and that's what I'm excited to see but you know beat yourself when it gets to preseason, and everyone's like oh, I'm not watching that rubbish but probably <laughs> like you know you and me are like oh bring on the Arizona Cardinals week one you know <laughs> it's so silly like I, yeah I mean I think I think the difficulty the NFL's got amongst many difficulties right now is that you know they've agreed with the Players Association that none of the NFL facilities are even going to open until all of the states that have got NFL teams have lifted the lockdown. Yeah. So 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 let's just pick one out of the air. Let's say California doesn't ease its lockdown till August. And I've just no reason to, to suggest that's the case, but I'm just plucking that out of the air. That means none of the other NFL facilities can open either. Um so so then you, you're at the point, well if that happened in August, how are you possibly going to start a season second week of September? Yeah. So, so it's I think we're just going to get a good indicator over the next couple of months, I guess. I guess if we get to July and we're in a similar situation to where we are now, then I can I can only imagine that that they'll take the first few weeks, let's say they take the first four weeks of the season and move and bolt them onto the back end of the season. So try and keep as many of the original dates as possible, say from week five onwards, yeah. take the first month and move it to the back end. Um Playing some of those games in Lambeau Field in, in January will be interesting. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, my God, because that's one of the things that stands out about the schedule, really. But speaking of what stands out, so, and this is what I find funny too, right? I mean, how long have we known who the opponents are going to be, right? And everyone's kept storm. And then the minute the schedule gets released, people go, yep, 10 and 6. And you're kind of like, really? And then, yeah, yeah, no, 11 and 5. No, you must be joking. It's going to be 6 and 10 because, you know, and it's just a debate. And I get it the way some of the stuff falls and, and there's some nuances there. Uh, but I just find it really funny, the two early predictions. And also without looking at 
how teams have got better and worse and that's kind of the fascinating part of it but it's just and and, and i'm not s talking anybody doing it because the temptation is there pete isn't it to look at it and go oh yeah i can see this stretch is going to be troublesome but as we said in pre-production you really don't know what happens with each team with injuries as they progress and oddities because if you, like for instance you look at the atlanta falcons right you know Dan Quinn was a, was on the chopping block for sure. They started the season absolutely pants. And then what did they close it out? Six and two or something. And he keeps yeah. his job. So, you know, you look at things like that and you're like, all right, well, the Falcons are muck. And then they, you know, they go on a late run. So you really don't know. And then they, fa- why is it always the Falcons? They had that season, didn't they, where, uh, you know, they were losing games by three points or less. They'd like a billion of them. So you're kind of thinking they're not as bad as their record says as well. So you don't know what happens there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird one. What stands out to you about the schedule? What do you like or not like about how it's how it's fallen? Yeah, I guess I guess two immediate things stood out to me was the bye the bye week coming in week five, which mm-hmm. is I guess a little bit earlier than you'd ideally like. You know, in in an ideal world, you know, I think Packers bye week was week ten last year, week ten or eleven, I can't remember about there. You know, and and somewhere around mid season kind of feels feels ideal, doesn't it? You know, you can play eight games or so have a week off and then come back and play the last eight games or even play 10 games mm. and then have a week off and play those last, those last six. So so around mid season kind of feels ideal. So it's, it's not great to have the bye week in week five, but I'm not, it, it only when it comes, will we know whether or not it's fallen at the right time. Yeah. So, so, so let's just say that heaven forbid, um, and this happened to, to Brett Favre in his streak of all those consecutive starts, the 300 or whatever consecutive starts he made, there was a week where he got knocked out of the game against the Redskins, um, badly damaged his ankle, and the Packers had the bye week the following week. Decent. So, you know, he was able to play, albeit still with a sore ankle, but in two weeks' time, and he wouldn't probably have been able to play the following week. So you never know that that could be the case. You know, one of your top players are, are heaven forbid I won't mention names because that will put the kibosh on them but one of them gets injured a mild injury in week four they may then be able to come back in week six and not miss a game so you, so you just don't know hmm. until, until it actually happens the, the the other one for me was I guess the 49ers game which you know probably on paper as you said you know even before we knew the, the schedule itself um, the 49ers game looks like the toughest game that the Packers have got on paper you know given they they beat the, the Packers relatively easily twice last year um, what makes this one even harder is, is it's a Thursday night game and you know I guess those Thursday night games are bad enough at the best of times but having to travel to California to play a Thursday night game having played a game on Sunday I think makes that makes that game doubly tough yeah which I was looking at that as well I kind of thought yeah I mean talk about it's the worst because we we faced the Vikings as well, which should be a fairly bruising uh, game on week eight. That stretch, in fact, is is pretty grisly. So a couple. So this these are the things that stood out for me. Definitely that as well in the early buy. And I love these. I read an article that were like that's the earliest buy week they had since two thousand sixteen, as if that was ages ago. <laughs> like <laughs> all all the way back, you know, two three years ago. And they're kind of thinking, yeah, okay. Uh, so buy week. Yeah, and as you said, it was week eleven was the buy. I thought it was week ten. It was week eleven was the buy um, 
last year. But I always find that when we come off a boy, and it, again, how many years do I have to go on? One uh, with the Matt Lafleur thing is that we got spanked by the Niners. Then uh, we, again, we had to go to San Fran and we lost thirty-seven eight. So you know there was the Week Ten win, twenty-four sixteen, which looked pretty convincing. Um, against Carolina then we had the bye week and we thought oh we're going to be prepared for them now and then we got absolutely spank yeah. uh, which was awful so then we have the bye week this time around and then we face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers which is Tom Brady and I, I look at that week 6 and I'm thinking you know Tom Brady Rob Gronkowski and then I think no Rob Gronkowski is going to be injured by then it's week six, you know what I mean? I mean, he, he at least has two good games in him. Um, and again, not to put, as you said, the kibosh on him, but um, maybe to put the kibosh on him. So then they face the Niners, as you said, uh, coming off the Minnesota Vikings, which is a short week. And then they call it the mini buy as we go into the Jacksonville Jags. Other stuff that's kind of been touted and other stuff that I, just from looking at it, kind of stood out to me too was um, we only faced the Bears for the first time in week 12, which I find odd. Now, maybe it happens and I just haven't, I don't have stats and didn't delve into it. But the fact that, you know, we've we've two divisional games to straight off the bat at Minnesota, which is the first time that's ever happened in Green Bay Packer history to to go to Minnesota um, for the first game of the season. And then the Detroit Lions. And then we don't see the Bears. So we don't know what condition the Bears are in, Pete, do we? Whether it's Nick Foles, whether it's Trubisky to week 12 and then it's week 12 and week 17 and we end the season at the Chicago Bears and Pete there's some good memories of that happening is there not yes indeed 20 2010 and all that um, yeah and I can't remember the year now when he threw the touchdown pass to Randall Cobb and 2013 I don't remember what year, what year that was but um but yeah so yeah you're absolutely right it, it is odd to see those two Bears games come Right near the right near the end of the season, and you know to have fit, to have played the Vikings twice before you play the Bears once is yeah. just it just feels a little bit a little bit odd. But um, I like the opening game against the Vikings um, on the road. Um, a, I think it's probably a good time to be playing the Vikings because they've got quite a big roster turnover, so everybody's saying how good their draft was, and it was and it was good. But if you look at the players they've lost, particularly on defense, oh yeah, they've lost a lot of players. There's big roster turnover there, so it's a good time to be playing them. But also, you know, that's one of the toughest games you've got on on your schedule anyway. Mm. So it's not the end of the world if you lose on the road to the Vikings, because you know that you've got them coming back to coming back to Lambeau in a, in, a, in a few weeks' time. So, so for me, that opening game is almost a, a win-win game. Yeah. Um, because it's a game that you could lose wherever that game is placed, um, but you know if you if you were to come out of that game with a win, all of a sudden you're then looking at well the Lions I ought to be beating them, and all of a sudden a two and zero start, and you start to gain momentum and and what have you. So yeah, I like that. I like that opening game. Yeah, as you said, it's it is great because can you imagine facing the Lions at home? And as the first game, and we lose that for some reason, yeah. and then people are like, "Oh, here we go!" You know, this is what happens, lads. You know, this is what you know, and the pressure is instantly on from week one. But like you said, it does a kind of a free pass. It's a sort of low risk, high reward. Yes. You know, you win. It's like, oh, look, they marched in because you know we're beating the Vikings twice last year. Actually, we swept the whole division, um, which was what the first time we've done it in. I'm not going to even say the year. God, I can't remember. Um, so um, 
Yeah, and then the Detroit Lions, as you said. But the, I guess that's the banana skin, right? So if we lose to the Vikings and then somehow lose to Detroit at home, um, and then we have the run of the Saints and yeah. we have to face them at their stadium, that's going to be tough. And that's a Sunday night football game. That's kind of what stood out for me as well. Most of these are kind of midday games with the asterisks where they can be moved. Uh, but our first four games, we've two of them in prime time. Sunday night football against the Saints in week three. Monday night football against the Falcons in week four. And then that Niners game again, as you said, um, short time to get prepared for it. That's Thursday night football. And then the Chicago Bears is Sunday night football in week 12. And then our second last game against the Tennessee Titans at Lambeau is Sunday night football as well. So all in all, be five primetime games. And you best believe if you do well, Pete, you know, an awful lot of those other games are likely to be flexed in there as well. Yeah, and there, and there is some talk, I believe, of the Panthers game, which is currently scheduled for Sunday, the 20th of December. That may be played on Saturday, Saturday the 19th, yeah. you know, uh, and I guess there's some dependence there on what happens with college football and, um, and what have you. But, but you know, there's a possibility that that gets moved to prime time on on Saturday. But, yeah, it's um, all in all, it looks, yeah, I, it, it looks like a schedule where, as you described right right at the beginning, Steve, where it could, you know, the Packers may be a better team but have a worse record. Mm. You know, and I'm not talking about being six and ten or something like that, but but they could easily be a better team and be eleven and five with this with this shed, this schedule. Um, you know, and we can't expect to sweep the division every year. You know that that just that just doesn't happen. And and you know the Vikings are a good football team, so playing the Vikings in Minnesota is a difficult game. Playing the Lions in Detroit's always difficult. Yeah. You know, even even when Detroit are horrible. That's always been a difficult game, you know, and and lots of times the Packers have come through right at the death, like last year, like the Hail Mary game happens quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's there's ways of ways of looking at the schedule where you can see you can certainly see a route to let's let's say 10 or 11 wins. And, and some people will be more optimistic and even even more than that. But, yeah, it's it's exciting and as interesting as it can be when we don't even know whether or not these games are going to be played. Yeah, exactly. And and I know this is not like Pack Nation. I know this is not the way we act on Twitter. Like Packers fans never overreact a knee-jerk reaction to anything, right? We're always so level-headed and it's not the absolute toilet bowl sometimes of the internet, right? But um, when it comes to the schedule, I think this is on Reuters, is that five of the first eight games are against 2019 playoff teams and yeah. four of those five are on the road. So that's pretty tricky. But what I find is it's a very yo-yo-ish um, schedule. You know, we're away at home, away at home, away, away at home, away at home, away at home, at home, away at home, at home, away. You know, it's just like, you know, you're going out or coming back or going out or coming back. And that's yeah. certainly one of the places that we fell down last year is that any time we had to travel, um, to California mostly but you know it's that there was always a bit of a dicey performance when we went on the road as such so when you look at this like we only have back to back home games at the end of November start of December that's the Bears and the Eagles we go away to the Lions like you said that's going to be a slobber knocker and then we come back and we face the Panthers and the Titans at home um, it's an advantage though Pete isn't it that we have three of our last five games at Lambeau Field in Lambeau weather that should sort of you know, yeah, and, well. and, and we and we yeah, absolutely, and we hope that that kind of fits the the style of the offense that Lafleur Lafleur potentially is looking to play. You know, with AJ with AJ Dillon coming on board from the draft, 
You know, it's in those types of games. It's in those November and December games in the in the cold and, and what have you that you hope that that running game, that hard nosed inside running game really, really comes through. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to see what our injury sort of thing is because we were strangely healthy. And I think that's the problem with the Bears, right? Is didn't they sort of almost mortgage their franchise on the fact that they had one healthy year? And I remember doing a state of the NFC North or whatever um, two years ago. And it was just the after press conferences with the media were all up from the Bears top brass saying, oh, well, we, we feel like we have it down now with how to schedule our practices and everything else and wasn't LaFleur kind of criticized almost by the media and there was this kind of I found there was kind of a level of scoffing when LaFleur was doing like 40 minute practices and people were like Jesus what is he doing like they're not going to be ready how is he going to bed down a new playbook with such short practice times and he said well we have to weigh up the practice times versus you know people getting injured and everything but it seemed to work but injuries are not something that you can bank on it's like when you go out drinking with the lads and you, you you know you die of a hangover and then you do it the next week and you don't and you go oh well it must have been that roast beef sandwich i had before i'm gonna do that every time and then you think that's the key and then you realize nothing to do with the roast beef sandwich my you know god knows what it was and um, yeah. so it's the same like they can do the same can't they in preseason, but it still is not going to give the same dividends let's say no absolutely absolutely right and that's you know and that's part of the reason well because you can't cater for injuries you don't know Who's going to get injured? How many players are going to get injured? That's why you have to be really careful about, you know, the the, the trades for a Khalil Mack. Super, super player. I mean, I'm not going to knock him as a player at all. You know, it'd be a bonus to any team. But you have to consider what you're giving up to get him. And, yeah, that's, that's okay if you think that he's the one player that's going to push you over the edge for that year. But that may or may not be the case. He could get injured that year. Your starting quarterback could get injured that year, whoever. Um, And that's why you have to be, you know, when we talk about trading for this player or trading for that player and giving up a number one pick here or two number one picks there. Yeah. It looks great on paper. Yeah. But, but when you think of the long term, you know, health, health of the, of the team, it's why it's very, very rarely works out. Yeah, and just exactly like you say, though, as well, when you look at all of these, how the teams have changed and how many teams recycle and, you know, like Houston, for instance, have won their division, what is it, three of the last four years, so they're doing well, so you'd imagine that they get into the playoffs again, but does it, how many teams is there? The Packers being won last year, who missed the playoffs the prior year and get in the following year, so yeah. all of this stuff, you know, you look at the first eight weeks and five of them are playoff teams and four of them are on the road, and it seems so difficult, but then... You know, like you said, one key injury or a team just not performing or whatever. Or and let's face it anyway, I mean, one of the great levelers and one thing that Mark Murphy keeps talking about is that the clever and well-run organizations are going to come out of this COVID-19 thing very well prepared. You know, you could have some baller players, you can have some fantastic schemes. But if the players just can't get out and work out properly, if they're disheveled and it sounds ridiculous because they're all professionals. But Pete, how many times have we seen it over the years? And I could do a cough and say Eddie Lacey, where players come back from a long layoff and they're not in good shape at all. And if that's the expectation is that these players are going to be A, with it schematically and also with it physically, it doesn't always pan out that way. No, that's 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 absolutely right. And, that, and, that's, and that's why you can't project, you know, the 2019 team for any team into 2020. Yeah. Because it's a, it's, it's a long time from the end of 
2019 to the start of the 2020 season all of those things all of those things as you just described can can happen so you, so it's not you know when we talk about the strength of schedule which you see posted all over the place about you know the 2020 strength of this team's got the easiest that's based on what happened last year yeah you know and that's and that's a and that's a long time ago so you, so you, yeah you can't you can't really cater for that and you just have to be careful i mean like you say the number of the turnover in playoff teams is quite big it's quite big these days so um, you know, the 12 teams that got to the playoffs last year, how many of those are going to make it this year? Well, on paper, you think, well, all 12, obviously, but that isn't what, <laughs> that is, that isn't what happens, is it? Obviously, Pete. <laughs> um, especially since it's going to be a 14-team playoff this, this, coming, this coming season. Um, but, you know, you look at teams like, like the Buccaneers and you think, actually, in 2019, they weren't that far away. Now, if if you if you take half of their interceptions away, take nothing but half of their interceptions away, because you can bet that Brady isn't going to throw 30 interceptions this season, then all of a sudden does that Buccaneers team become a 10-win team or an 11-win team just on the basis of of not turning the ball over, you know, yeah. as often. So you can so you can look at the schedule, you can look at the teams, and you can find a reason why lots of those teams would be would be better this coming year. You know, look at the look at the Titans. The you know the Packers are playing in in week six in week sixteen. Well, they got really strong at the end of last year. Do they carry that strength through the whole of twenty twenty? We just we just don't know. Look at the the, the Texans, who, who as you said made the playoffs and have won the division three of the last four years or whatever it is. But they've, they've traded traded away Hopkins. Are they going to be a better team this year? Who knows. Who knows? Yeah, it's exactly it. And all of these people saying, oh, well, this this team won the draft. They're kind of thinking, well, yeah, let's see. <laughs> let's see what happens. Because, you know, by all intents, the, the Packers one was supposed to be atrocious, but we don't know how that's going to pan out. And I wonder what people's opinions would be if AJ Dillon was to barrel over in week 17, you know, two seconds left in the fourth quarter and squeak us into the playoffs or whatever. Like, you just, you never know how valuable that player is going to be. And like you said, the Tennessee Titans, I mean, carried by Derrick Henry. Um, and people were very surprised that Tannehill had the year that he did. Um, and yeah, you don't know if you're going to replicate that. But Pete, one thing that's kind of bantied around for the Packers and, you know, when you're looking at securities on the stock exchange or how funds perform, they will benchmark against, the, you know, a stock exchange or they'll benchmark against a basket of securities or whatever. The benchmark for the Packers stock is going to be and will probably always be as long as the same head coaches are still in place. That team for us is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. They're, they seem to be the acid test for um, the Packers. Do you think that that's fair? And do you think that that week nine game, like, are we giving ourselves a get a jail free card by saying, oh, we've only four days to prepare for this game? It's on the road again. We're going to be beaten up. It's after, you know, the Minnesota and Texans and the Buccaneers games. We can't compare. Or do you think that is fair? Well, I think to, I think to a degree. I think that the one way of looking at that game is if, is if you're betting on the 49ers being a loss on the road anyway, you may as well be, that may as well be the one on the, sh- on the, on the short, on the short week, you know? Um, I, I think where we are today, the 49ers have to be the benchmark. I, I, I would say that the benchmark until they're not, um, it could be that the 49ers won't be as good this year. Despite all all of you know the great draft and every and, and and everything else, because that's what happens to teams, you know. Either somebody gets injured, a so, whole bunch of players get older, 
you know, a whole bunch of players uh, have just signed new contracts. They're no longer in their contract year. You know, players tend to play better in their contract year. It, 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 it's difficult to know, but I think I think you're right, Steve. I think they're the benchmark until they're not. Yeah, because the thing about the Niners is is that like all of these teams who have a blistering record, it's very hard to replicate, as we all know. You know, there's a couple of stats flying around about the Packers being 13-3, and three, and they say if you look at the amount of teams that have, well, the Packers certainly who've went on and matched or bettered that record, they've never done it. The Packers have never done it when they've been 13-3. and three. They've, they've equaled it before, but they've never got better than that. And yeah, of course, because it's 13-3, and three, yeah. it's incredibly difficult to get there. So when you look at the Niners, like you say, the odds are is that they're not as good. Now, you might sort of say, well, look at the draft and they've still got the same amount of players. They've still got the dy- dynamic head coach. Uh, they still have the run game or whatever. But they're one running back injury away. They're, and as well as that, Pete, like how much tape is out there now on their running style? And in fact, we had, and there was so many analysts out there, some fine analysts saying exactly what the Niners were going to do in the playoff game against the Packers. I believe some of the Packers players come out and said, we knew exactly what they were going to do, but we just couldn't stop them. Um, so again, you could look at that two ways, right? One is that you can know what this team does, but they still find a way to beat you. Or two is that they're so predictable now that someone will have their number. Kaepernick for us, you know, when he pulled on the red jersey, I mean, there was times that we just hadn't got an answer for him. You know, there's nothing we could do about him. He just run all over us. And then eventually the league catches up to these teams and finds a way to beat them. There's always a blueprint yeah. Yeah. Um, for teams. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it, it just, you know, we're, we're in this situation like we were with the Cowboys in the 90s, where right now we're playing a strong 49ers team and we're always playing them out there. Yeah. You know, if that 49ers game was at Lambeau Field in December, it might look different. It might not, but it, but you would you would certainly have more you'd fancy your chances a little bit more than going to, you know, California in November. So, you know, there's all of those things in it. And the fort, you know, the, the, the Rams had an off, had an off year last year, but very nearly made the playoffs. They would have made the playoffs in a 14 team playoff format, you know, and the 49ers have got played the Rams twice in a season. And you can, you can straight away see, I could, I could see a way that the Rams beat the Niners twice. I absolutely can. Yeah. I, I would say I expect it, but I could certainly see a way to it. And all of a sudden, that's two losses on a 49ers record. And then look at who else they've got to play. And you can make a case for for their record being worse next year than than it, than it was than it was last year. Yeah, true. So when you look at the schedule then, Pete, is there any games in particular, you know, be them for weird or obvious <laughs> reasons, that you look at that and say, these are one, two, three, four games that you know I'm really excited for, looking forward to. And similarly, is there any game that you look at and go, I don't fancy even switching the TV on for that one? Oh, we will, but we don't <laughs> fancy switching the TV on so, for. So, so for personal reasons, the Texans game is one that I really wanted to see where that fell on on the on the schedule because that's going out to Houston was part of our plans for this year, but that's not likely to happen given what's going on, but we'll see. So that's a put for a personal reason. Um, I, I, I fear that I fear the road game at the saints. I fear the road game at the 49ers. I fear the opening game. Um, but, I, but I like the, I like the spell from the, from the 49ers game onwards. So the Jags, Colts, Bears, that, that run of games, I, that just feels like a run of games where, 
if you're if you're a good football team, you can win those three games and and and, and gather a lot of momentum going into that kind of last four 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 or five weeks of the season. So I, I'm kind of looking for if they can if they can make that run of games if they if they can get to you know the 49ers game at well, let's be pessimistic they get to the 49ers game at, at they're saying four and yeah, four so, if that's even possible so, at that so, stage so, is so, it three and four so so yeah so that's the eighth game yeah so so if you if you got through that game and you were pessimistic and said they said they're four and four then i think they're on a run of games that they that if if they really are a playoff team that they ought to win and they're suddenly seven and four with with five games to to play, and you're right in you're right in that hunt, mm. um, you know, and, and and from that point onwards, the schedule looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, there's tough games, of course there are. You know, the the Eagles came into Lambeau and won last year. The Titans game's not certainly not going to be not going to be easy. But if you get to that, like I say, that eleventh game after week week twelve, and you're seven of you're seven or four, it looks good. Yeah, I like there's so many sort of storylines I think in this. One is going away, so doing the game away and if we win that, I think we're already on a bit of a wave because we're kind of thinking, you know, it's been strange. Um preseason's been weird probably. Um we don't get to see a whole lot. So if we come back and win that game, it's almost like we have week 1 momentum, which is ridiculous because this one game is yeah. no momentum. Of course there isn't. But when you look at that, you're kind of like, "Oh yeah, grand, then we go in and if we beat the Lions convincingly, now again, that if there's one game that's a bogeyman game, it's that for me because I've got to think, and you know whatever happens week one, week two could really trip us up and then start the boobards again. But I just think there's so many opportunities for this Packers team to show us what they're made out of, and one is the the Drew Brees Saints game, the other one is against the Texans, who could be a weak inside, like you said, with losing, you know, their first round draft pick, I guess, and then DeAndre Hopkins, that weirdness and the whole Bill O'Brien, we could see that unravel. You know, how many times are we going to get to see Tom Brady come up against Aaron Rodgers again? I mean, there's the Tampa Bay Bucks, which is going to be a great game. Uh, the Niners, I just have a feeling that we're so underdogged, if that's a word for that game, being an opponent that clobbered us, uh, you know, umpteen times last season to come up against them on a short week. The narrative is just going to be overtaken. It already is with, you know, not many days to prepare and they're the, they're the big brother, you know, who are going to give us a bloody nose. And then Philip Rivers with the Colts. I think that'll be kind of a fun game to end it with a with old school rivalry in Soldier Field will be great to come up against the Titans. I think that could be kind of a coming of age game for Matt LaFleur where he faces an old team who runs the blueprint that he runs or wants to run with the Packers and if he can hand it to them. I think this is where this is a season I think that LaFleur could get his big boy pants. And I'm strangely, and for no reason, and I know that all of the diehards or knowledgeable people out there are going to be listening to the podcast and are going to go, Stephen, you're talking out your arse. And I probably am. But for some reason, I just feel strangely optimistic about this season where if we can pull it all together, we can, you know, lay waste to the naysayers. Maybe some of our draft picks can come good. Maybe our defense isn't going to be as atrocious on the on run stopping as we think it's going to be. And we can really put some stuff together because the way they drafted P to me, spells one of three things one is that they're a lot more confident for very good reasons that we don't even know um two they didn't expect the season to go ahead in full capacity or at all or three they just absolutely made a balls of it and i want to bank on reason number one so, to be honest so, so reason number one would be would be my favorite there are, yeah. there are certain things about reason number three that i could agree i can agree with but number one would be number one would be my favorite i i think it's I think the message 
for me to read into what's happened is that there are there are a lot higher on the wide receiver group and they're a lot higher on the defensive line group and probably the linebacker group than than any of the you know us average fans are yeah and again like you say people like maybe that's a mistake maybe it is maybe they've they've done a terrible job at evaluating talent we'll only know but i really do hope that we get to see how it pans out and that we don't get something ridiculous like some manky wide receiver injury or d-line gets decimated or something i hope that because that will only give credence then to people going well i told you and you know some people are out there now thinking well if they had depth steve well then we wouldn't have the problem that one or two injuries decimates their their depth chart and that could be right too i don't know but i do hope that if they have something to prove they get an opportunity to prove it and that it isn't scuppered by some weirdness but we'll see yeah i know i i I, 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 completely, I completely agree. So there we go, Pete. Uh, the schedule release, it's exciting. It's weird. Um, it might not go ahead. The annual trip again is in limbo. But is there any parting thoughts for now? Bef- <laughs> I was going to say, before we give our 2-2-2-2 early predictions on how we feel the Packers are going to get on, I don't even feel comfortable doing it. Anything else that stands out to you about it? Are you ready to close the book and sort of see what no, happens? No, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to... You know, this this is this is the kind of thing that that's I think is to be revisited in in two months' time when we get a clearer picture, hopefully, of what may or may not happen. Yeah, true. So there it is. There's the podcast for this week. Great to have you back, Pete. Anyone who wants to um, uh, ask you some questions is at it hedgehog on Twitter. I'm at NFL. I'm the Paddy Packer on Instagram. Um, and also you can follow ukpackers.co.uk for any news there. Get onto social media and of course. Listen out and watch out for the 10 Minute Tuesday. It's a YouTube video that drops every single time. And as well, if you're in quarantine, it means a lot if you do share it or you do comment underneath it and like it. And I do have a box full of swag and I'll be giving away some stuff for the top commenters as well just to give back and say thank you for rocking with us all this time. But until next week or until Tuesday for me, it's goodbye and go back go.